Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We're back. It's Tuesday. Recording this about half an hour before England are playing, so apologies. There is no live stream tonight for that. And also Murph is out watching the football, so I have drafted back in Rob from the Fast Action Friday podcast. Rob, welcome back, mate. I know this is very late notice. Thank you for jumping on. We're going to do a mock draft. Mock draft season is, well, it shouldn't be, but it is. It's here. Are you excited? Oh, always excited about a mock draft. I think <laughs> this must be maybe my, God, it's coming up to double figures, maybe even triple figures now. So yeah, it's just exciting to, to see what we end up with. So we thought a couple of weeks ago, we talked about some super flex. I told everybody with Joe P's appear that I was a late round quarterback guy. So we thought, well, I know what we'll do. We'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a mock draft, 12 team super flex, mock draft standards, two running back, two wide receivers. I think it's two flex, uh, super flex. And we're going to go with Rob's going to be doing the sort of standard quarterback procedure, as it were, maybe first round, second round, get his guys locked in. I'm not saying Rob has to go first or second there. We'll wait and see what Rob does. And then I'm going to go for my tried, tested, somewhat useless formula of late quarterback. And we'll see how we get on, see how the teams look at the end of it, see where we're going to go. 
it's going to be quite good because I do want to go quarterback earlier than normal, but there's going to be that super flex bug that gets me and I'm just there for the value and it will disappear. But we'll see how we get on before though, before we get into today's mock draft, we have to talk about unique. Now, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, everybody who's in the FFC, everybody who is on Twitter and has seen our pinned tweet, our charity for this year is unique. Now, Unique have been supporting, informing, and networking families and individuals who are all affected by a rare chromosome disorder. One of our guys, Pitsy's children, is affected by this, and we know personally that Pitsy has had information from Unique, has found their support. It's invaluable to them, to the families that are affected by this rare chromosome disorder. So... The fact that June the 24th is Unique Awareness Day and the whole week is Unique Awareness Week in general, we thought we'd do something to promote the charity, to try and drum up some interest in providing them with more funds. And by doing that, we're going to be doing a raffle and a, and a giveaway. So we, it's, it's super simple to enter. All you have to do is donate £3.12 to Unique via our pinned tweet or just giving page, which will be in the show notes. Don't do the uh, gift aid because as this is a raffle, there are prizes. And if we have too many gift aid entries, we may not be able to give them away because they could close the competition down. So we are asking for a donation of £3.12 to Unique via our pin tweet or just giving page. Uh, any donation that is divisible by £3.12, so £6.24. And then if my math is correct, I'm thinking £9.636, Rob? Yeah, £9.36. Right. So basically, every donation of £3.12 will get you one entry. So if you do £6.24, that was two entries, so on and so forth. Why £3.12? Well, this is a hugely important date for our guy Pitsy and his family, who, again, Unique have provided much-needed relief for and information when trying to find out about this disorder so we've come up with five prizes the first is a dynasty roster breakdown from our guy rich over at five yard dynasty the second and this is a pretty big one is a one hour dynasty zoom session with rich talking through roster off-season strategy and potential trades for your team we're doing a one-off limited edition five yard rush unique crossover logo color shebang t-shirt there's going to be six spots available in our unique scoring best ball league. Now, Rich and I have been through this. We have set it up. It is madness. It's going to be six of the five-yard family against six of the people who donate. It's going to be winner-takes-all best ball. It's going to be lots of banter in that. So that's going to be good. And the scoring, as it suggests, is unique. And then the final copy is a... Sorry, the final prize is a copy of the 2021 playbook and it's a paperback copy i've got it here i've got it ready to go so when the winner is announced it'll post it first class and you'll get it straight away so again there is no way to win a specific prize you just have to donate three pounds 12 or everybody who donates will go into the randomizer not sure how we're going to do it yet we might do a couple of hundred yard rushes come up with some form of fun way of doing it the competition will close on the 5th of july and the winners will be announced that week on that week's podcast. So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to the Dynasty podcast, Rich is going through it on there as well. And then next week, we'll try and get Ash to uh, to go through it on, his, on the college podcast. So we cover the whole thing. Rob, how does that sound? Have I missed anything? 
No, that sounds great. There's some really nice prizes there, actually. Like those ones from Rich, they they are very tempting. <laughs> yeah, that's that that in the playbook. That's where the carrot dangle really is, and then the other stuff. Uh, it's nice, but you know, oh, I suppose the unique league and the one-off T-shirt. I mean, it is going to be a one-off T-shirt. We've we've had the leagues done wonders with the design. We're just waiting for a size because we don't know who's going to win it, and then it will be sent out. So yeah, three pounds twelve to unique via our pin tweet or just given page. Link is in the show notes. Good luck. Get donating. Let's raise awareness for Unique. Right, Rob. Enough of that. Time to decide where we're drafting. We're going to be doing a random. We don't know. I've set a wheel up. I don't know if this is going to come out on the earphones or microphone. So let's go. Rob, you're up first. Where are you drafting? 1 to 12. Here goes the wheel. It's spinning. I should have clicked it a little bit earlier. It's Oh, and it's landed on 10, Rob. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel about 10? I don't think I've been put in a draft pick later than seven. I don't like anything one to six. I would really enjoy then, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with 10. Okay, here we go. Where am I drafting? Don't be 11 or nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, three. I can take three. We'll do that. All right, let's go. So Rob, if you would like to join the sleeper chat room there with the draft all set up, then if you are you in can you can you ten. do it rob's in. in at 10 so i'm at three rob's at 10 it is a 12 team half point ppr super flex leave let's get it start league let's get it started draft is started and as per usual christian mccaffrey went one Derek henry is two i'm on the clock i'm not going quarterback i'm taking dalvin cook at three and we're moving on Good Lord, this is going quickly. Barkley at four, Adams at five, Kamara at six, Taylor at seven, Chubb at eight, Tyreek Hill at nine. We got to Rob at ten. Seems like uh, other people have gone for your strategy as well. <laughs> it does, yeah. So you could double up here pretty much and get two of the absolute studs, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I am you're gonna, not going to. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted. Like, I do, I do like Mahomes. I like, like Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, Prescott. They're the top five. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with what anyone would do in this position. I'm going to have to go Mahomes as well. <gasps> no. Oh, look at that. There we go. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. So Mahomes went at 10. Hopkins, Elliot, Jones, Diggs. You're back on the clock, Rob. This is right. bizarre. How has a quarterback not gone? Hmm. I'm, I'm a bit intrigued about that. Um, so having seeing what we see now, Rob, with you only drafting Mahomes and nobody else drafting a quarterback, are you wishing you'd have gone someone else here uh, with your first pick? No, no, I, I think I certainly think he's got he's definitely got like one of the best uh, range of outcomes of any quarterback here. Um, the one I think I'm going to go quarterback again, but I'm going to go with one who's got a little bit more rushing upside. Um, so I think I'm going to go with... You're going to take my quarterback one, aren't you, Rob? I don't Come think on. I am. Oh. I don't know. It depends, if, it depends if Kyler Murray is your quarterback one. He sure is. Oh, then yes, I am. <laughs> so we were talking about Superflex strategy here and Rob has gone. It's all to the wall. Mahomes and Murray are the only two quarterbacks selected. And we're back to me at the 2-10. After Murray went... At the 2-3, Metcalf, Eckler, 
AJ Brown, Cam Akers at 2-7, Antonio Gibson at 2-8. That may be a smidge of a stretch. And then Joe Mixon at 2-9. Back to me. Travis Kelsey's there, and I'm smashing the button at the uh, 2-10. Travis Kelsey is locked in. So the quarterbacks are still there. Michael Thomas went at 2-11. George Kittle went 2-12. Ridley at 3-1. Keenan Allen at 3-2. And we're back to me at 3-3. Goodness gracious me. What do I do here? Okay, I'm going to go running back. And I'm going to go Najee Harris. Bye week. Should I be concerned that... When's Dalvin Cook's bye week? It uh, doesn't say there. That's annoying. Justin Jefferson is on bye week seven. Okay, Rob, we've got our first bye week dilemma. Do I get two stud running backs on bye week at the same time? It's a risky play, but I'm going for it. Mm. Najee Harris is plugged in. So both my stud running backs are on bye the same week. That could be uh, troublesome. So I took Najee Harris at 3-3. DeAndre Swift went at 3-4. J.K. Dobbins at 3-5. Allen Robinson 3-6. Justin Jefferson at 3-7, which could be considered late after Keenan Allen. Not sure, Rob. What do you think about that? Justin Jefferson going after Allen and Robinson. Um. Thielen's going to have to be a factor there, isn't he? So maybe that's why the pick is there, is that they're the worried that Thielen is, is going to jump in. I do actually like Jefferson. I think he's going to get more of a say in the red zone this, this year. Um, Thielen's uh, touchdown um, number actually put him a lot higher than than people would think. So if that number goes down, then I certainly think Jefferson will go up. Uh, I have also made a bit of a dilemma here as well, because Mahomes and Maria are also on the same bye week. So... Um, <laughs> That is okay, though. That's only one bye week affected. Um, if I pick up a late one, another late one later on, then that should be okay. Um, especially especially if you can, you can play any... People have this preconceived notion that Superflex means you have to play two quarterbacks and you don't necessarily have to play two quarterbacks, although they do score a lot more points generally. If for one week you have to play somebody else, but you've got Mahomes and Murray for the rest of the season, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, and week 12 is it's quite a long way on as well. You might be thinking that some of the rookie quarterbacks are going to be taken over at that point as well. So if I can get them a little bit, little bit later, then I could have someone who can slot in very nicely if Mahomes and Murray are out. Um, let's have a look who I've got left. Um, looking at the board, Sanders is currently at the top in running back and McLaurin is down next as the top wide receiver. Hmm. I think I'm going to take a bit of a chance here as well. Yeah, Maybe it's a little bit unorthodox. <laughs> Carry on. It's going to be... Darren Waller. Okay. Rob, what's happening? I'm just filling some space. Uh, are you talking about the fact that only uh, one of the quarterback has gone? Well, that. And, uh, <laughs> so with, with the 310... Rob took Darren Waller, who is his tight end one. No running back. Then Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin finished off round three. Then there was another, there was a run on running backs before Rob made his pick at 4-3. So Miles Sanders went at 4-1. Darren, David Montgomery went at 4-2. And then Chris Carson went at 4-3, which was Rob's fourth round pick. So Rob, two quarterbacks, a tight end and a running back. How do you feel your first four rounds have gone? Uh, nicely got a nice base there. Um, I I certainly think that there's a lot of more wide receiver positions to come later on who I'm going to be looking for 
a little bit more upside. There's a certain, certainly a few players I've got in a few teams after my projections that I think are going to be pretty you know, borderline wide receiver ones for the team, if obviously they haven't gone by then. So I'm back on the clock. After Chris Carson went for Robert 4-3, Julio Jones went at 4-4, CD Lamb at 4-5, which I think could be late and that could be an absolute steal there after teammate went three running backs on the bounce. Then Josh Allen went at 4-6. There was a... I was thinking here, this is not a standard Superflex draft. We cannot get to four rounds in and Josh Allen be the third quarterback off the board. It's absolute mm-hmm. bananas. Had he have got to me here at the 410, I think I may have punched the ticket. And I know that's against my, but then I'm just thinking I've got a steal here. Josh Allen did go at 4-6. Amari Cooper at 4-7. Adam Thielen at 4-8. Robert Woods at 4-9. And I am on the clock. <sighs> I'm staring down Lamar Jackson here and I can't do it. I'm staying true to my word. I'm going to take DJ Moore at the 410. How do you feel about that, Rob, as a Panthers fan? Yeah, is he the first Panthers uh, player to go off the board in terms of wide receivers? I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. That's where I would put him. Um, a lot of people are fancying down to do a little bit better than he would normally do at the Jets. Uh, and the only people who can really benefit from that are the wide receivers. So Josh Jacobs and Miles Gaskin finished off the fourth round. Cooper Cup went a 5-1. Tyler Lockett, I was absolutely... I really wanted him to go at the 5-2. I'm back on the clock here with two running backs, a tight end and a wide receiver. Lamar Jackson is still there. Dak Prescott is still there. I really feel like I should take a quarterback here, but I'm not going to again. Now, Deontay Johnson is there, but he is by week seven. And I'm not sure I should pick a third player on by week seven within my first five picks. That's something to think of. Man alive, Kenny Golladay's there, but I don't trust that <laughs> Giants wide receiver core. Brandon Ayuk's there. Oh, this is... I don't know what to do, Rob. I'm in two minds between between taking Deontay Johnson and really loading up my week seven, but having a God, good Lord. I think I'm going to have to go quarterback, Rob. No, I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can't. can't. Oh, this is tricky. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson. Come hell or high water, that week seven bye is going to kill me. But we'll get to that at the end. (laughs) He was standing out for me there as well. I was was looking at all the picks around and I think he would have been a choice for me as well. Yeah, I I was sort of hoping Travis Etienne might make it back to me, but he didn't. Deontay Johnson, I took at 5-3. Then Kenny Golladay went the pick after at 5-4. Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds went at 5-6. Dallas Goddard at 5-7. Dallas Goddard ahead of Mark Andrews at 5-8. Mm-hmm. That's controversial. Travis Etienne then went at 5-9. And Rob, you're back on the clock. Thoughts, please, sir? Well, I did say I was liking Deontay Johnson there as a wide receiver to take. Um, looking at the board, there's there's Brandon Ayuk, who's currently the top choice wide receiver there. Uh, then Beckham, you've got Higgins, you've got Cortland Sutton. Now, I am tempted to take another Pittsburgh wide receiver here because we've got Juju and Chase Claypool very close together, and and I haven't got anyone on bye week seven yet. So that might work <laughs> out quite nicely. Come join me on bye week seven, Rob. You know, I think I think I just might. I think I might go. Chase Claypool here. Oh, that's that is big time over Juju. 
So, Brandon Ayuk, Rob went the pick after you. Were you hoping? So, I, I tell you what, Brandon Ayuk went, then TJ Hawkinson, Melvin Gordon went the 6 1, and then Dak went at the 6 2. Of those four players, are any of those you were hoping would slide back to you? Uh, I do like Ayuk. Um, I think he's going to be a very good weapon on that, on that San Francisco offense, especially once, uh, you know, if, um, Trey Lance gets a hold of him, um, gets a real grip to that, that offense. Um, Definitely not Gordon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I think Gordon stays a, a, a numbered in that team. Yeah. Um, I think Javante is just too strong. Dak, I very much like Dak. I, I've kind of got him earhorned in as the comeback player of the year, just because how how hot he was last season before he got that injury. Um, and if they can keep that up, as well as him using uh, Elliot in the pass catching game, I think he's going to see some really good numbers. Um, and yeah, Hawk would have been would have been nice as well, but. You know, by the time I'm looking for a second tight end, I think he would. He's he's long gone. Yeah. Um, so okay, still, only, st- still only one running back, Rob. Hmm. Um, I'm, I am having a look at those right now. Actually, um, <laughs> I think I, I, there's a guy here that um, I do fancy, and I, I think he's going to do very well out of a certain move that's come recently. Uh, it is Mike Davis. Oh, okay. I was hoping he might fall to me there, Robin. You've, oh, and the run on quarterbacks started, and I'm on the wrong <laughs> side of it. So after Rob took Mike Davis at six three, Raheem Mostert went at six four, Damian Harris at six five, and then James Robinson at six six. In the sixth round, quarterback is still early for me, but I was hoping somebody might fall. But Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers all went before my pick at 6'10". That is cemented for me here to just go elsewhere. I'm not now jumping on that train. I'm having nothing to do with it. That is a tough, a tough person at QB1 at the moment because that is another by week seven. <laughs> You're not going to have any players in that week. No, well, I'm not taking Justin Herbert, as Rob alluded to there, with a bye week seven. I wanted to, and then I looked at his bye, and I thought, oh, I'll let that slide. I mean, there's there's still lots of players here that I think might come back to me in round eight. So I'm looking at running back again here. No, I'm not. What have what the people above me got? So that there's a couple of running backs in the team two and a couple in team one. Likelihood is they go quarterback here. So I think a running back might fall back to me. So I'm going to try and lock in another wide receiver. And Odell Beckham, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, and Juju are the top five. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to go for uh, hometown blue and orange here. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton. I've heard he's progressing really well in training. And I really want Javante Williams to fall back to me in five picks time. So here comes Cortland Sutton. I'm going to double up on my Broncos. Let's see how this goes, Rob. Oh. David Johnson went at 6'11", T. Oh Higgins at 6'12", DJ Chark at 6'1", Odell Beckham at six, at 7'2", sorry. And there we go. As long as uh, Javante Williams isn't on bye week seven, which he isn't, I'm stacking him with Cortland Sutton and hoping the Broncos have a decent year with these guys. Javante Williams is in at 7'3". Mm-hmm. Let's hope the quarterback... I really like that one. Yeah. So here we go. Is there a quarterback run? Ronald Jones at 7-4. Leonard Fournette, 7-5. Juju, 7-6. The quarterbacks have not fallen, Rob. Will Fuller at 7-7. Zach Moss at 7-8. And Kenyon Drake finishes off the picks before Rob. Rob, you're on the clock at 7-10. With the lack of quarterbacks gone so far, are you tempted to stack your third now? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and and just having a look down the list at the moment, I have got 
Davis on six, Claypool on seven, Waller on eight, Carson on nine, Murray and Mahomes on 12. So there's a nice uh, s- split there. Obviously, the quarterbacks are both 12. So I think if I take anyone at any other week, then that shouldn't really matter. So I'm, I'm very tempted here to put my stamp on uh, Mr. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Brutal. Let's hope somebody slides back in eight now. Oh, Jamal Chase went. That's an mm-hmm. interesting pick at eight, too. So after selecting Justin Herbert, Rob loaded his quarterback room right up there, and that is a formidable trio. <laughs> Noah Fant went 7-11. Debo Samuel at 7-12. Robbie Anderson started the eighth round. Jamal Chase, as I mentioned, at 8-2. Rob's back on the clock. What are you thinking here, Rob? You, you've got two running backs. You've only got one wide receiver so far. Are we thinking wide receiver here, or is there somebody else? Who- yes. Yes, I am thinking wide receiver. Um, the top four here, we've got Tyler Boyd with a bye week 10, Brandon Cooks with a bye week 10, Curtis Samuel with a bye week 9, Jarvis Landry with a 13. But the, the next player in the list is someone who is from your home team. I'm, I'm tempted to take Jerry Ooh. Judy here because with Sutton back and Judy there as well, of course, you've got Noah Fant as well. There's, there's plenty of defensive coverage needed for those three players. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that Judy uh, has some of the coverage taken away from him like he didn't have last year. So I, I'm going to put Judy in there at 8-3. I think that's a great pick considering that if Drew Locke doesn't perform, Teddy Bridgewater's apparently got a great rapport as we've seen with Jerry Judy from the Sleeper mm-hmm. Update and listening to Locked on Broncos as well, Cody Rourke's adamant that those two have got some serious relationship and have already got a great rapport so if Locke is benched for Teddy Ridgewater who we know doesn't take shots downfield he's just going to keep absolutely peppering Jerry Judy in the slot and that could be a match made in absolute heaven for Denver which would make my court and Sutton shares terrible but that's a, a knife edge that we're both sitting on now, Rob, which is interesting. After you, Tyler Boyd went at 8-4. Brandon Cooks at 8-5, which is I was going to snag him. James Connor at 8-6. Tony Pollard at 8-7. Logan Thomas at 8-8. And Robert Tonyan at 8-9. So they weren't separated by a lot last year, and they're not separated by anything this year, both going within two picks of each other in the eighth. Right, I'm on the clock. Quarterbacks are still there. None of them went in the last two rounds except Rob taking Justin Herbert. So I'm not worried about quarterback. I know, again, this isn't a standard Superflex league, but I'm playing the draft board on what's in front of me. I have two, three running backs, three wide receivers, and Travis Kelsey. I think it's just got to be best player available here outside of skill position. That Quarterback, sorry. Uh, there's nothing I really like here, Rob, which leads me to think I should probably go quarterback, you know, Tariq Cohen's there, Trey Sermon's there, now that's an interesting, mm. and he's not by week seven, so he can't join the team um, <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver, Curtis Samuel but Corey Davis LaVisca Chenault Devonta Parker, there's nothing absolutely oh, Devonta Smith now that could be a good pick because there's nobody else there I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Devonta Smith here on bye week 14. Which, I've got a lot of rookies in this team, but hey, let's build them young. It's only redraft. Uh, Kyle Pitts went at 8-11. I feel like that is really late for his current hype level after Mm -hmm. Robert Tonyan and Logan Thomas. 
So Kyle Pitts went at eight eight, then AJ Dillon at eight twelve, Jalen Hurts at nine one, and Tom Brady at nine two. Is this where I punch the ticket on a quarterback, or do I let it go one more? Hmm. Interesting. There's a lot of choice still there. I, I'm looking. I'm looking down the list. You've still got Derek Carr down at. Uh, oh, he must be twelfth on the list, and then just below that, you've got Sam Darnold as well, Jared Goff. So all all starters. You know, I reckon you could, yeah, everyone here could take a quarterback and you'd still have something serviceable by the time it came back to you. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to punch another running back's ticket and I'm going to take another rookie in Trey Sermon, hoping he gets the lead job in San Francisco because we all love that Kyle Shanahan offense. So Curtis Samuel went at 9-4, Corey Davis at 9-5, Jarvis Landry at 9-6, Devin Singletary at 9-7, Matt Stafford at 9-8. And then Mike Gesicki at 9-9. Rob, you're back on the clock. Just the one quarterback so far, but you are locked in and loaded at quarterback. What are you thinking here? Um, I'm going to pad out my running back room a little more. Good decision. Um, um, I'm, I'm looking at Michael Carter here. However, Mike Davis is on the same bike because Michael Mike Carter. Uh, and if I'm going to take those two, that means two of my three running backs are on the same bye week, which rules... Them not out a, in week six. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, not for you. <laughs> so I think what I will, I'm, I think I'm going to take someone who I think is going to get a bit more of a timeshare compared to some of the other backups in the team because I think we're out of starters now. Um, I'm going to take a chance here on Gus Edwards. I like that. I like that a lot, Rob, because if J.K. Dobbins isn't the guy, oh, the quarterbacks are gone. This is going to be tight when he gets back to me. Oh, I got yeah, a feeling, Rob. Tight. So after Rob did take Gus Edwards at nine ten, Naheem, Naheem Hines went at nine eleven, then Joe Burrow went at twelve. Team twelve doubling up on quarterback with Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill. Now at the nine ten turn, that is pretty much as perfect as you could have got for two mm-hmm. quarterbacks that late. That is absolutely delicious. He's, he's, his team suddenly consists of Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders, TJ Hogginson, Melvin Gordon, who I wouldn't have picked there considering there were some wide receivers still available, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, then Joe Burrow and Tannehill. That is, that's good. I'm a, I'm a fan of Team 12. And then after Ryan Tannehill went at the start of 10, Devontae Parker is the second pick of this 10th round to Team 11. Rob is on the clock at 10-3. Are you still thinking running back with Michael Carter here, Rob, or are you going to flex away? Yeah, I think now I'm I'm going to be looking for a bit more upside with my wide receivers, so I might leave it a little bit later for those ones. So uh, I do like Michael Carter. You know, I made a video about him. He um, he is a, one of my favourite players who came out of of the draft, and I think his situation is really good. I think he's got a really good opportunity to take the the one role there. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I will. Um, that makes four running backs. And then I've also got the backup of Edwards when I've got two players on by week six. So between Rob picking and it getting to me, I think this is now a good time in the 10th round to go quarterback. Matt Ryan did go the pick after Rob. I'm not hugely concerned by that now, considering Calvin Ridley's just had a clean out on his knee and Julio Jones is no longer there. So Matt Ryan has taken a big dive down in everybody's rankings. After Matt Ryan, Irv Smith, Higby, Latavius Murray, which was a good pick at 10-7, Marquise Brown at 10-8, then LaVisca Chanel at 10-9. I'm on the clock. I think it's 
probably time to go quarterback here. I do want to punch Alexander Matteson's ticket at some point. Now, there's only six rounds left, and I need three quarterbacks. So I'm going to take one here. My options are Baker Mayfield, not really. Kirk Cousins, nah, by week seven, probably a mm-hmm. terrible idea. Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Big Ben. It's starting to get into just starter territory. So I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence as my QB1. What do you reckon, Rob? I mean, if you're okay with having a QB in, in bye week seven, then. Oh, he's on why bye not? week seven. I didn't see that. I haven't punched the ticket. <laughs> Because I wanted to Close. continue. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Do you know what? I'm going to do it because I want to see how I can build a team with one terrible bye week. It's a bad idea, but I'm punching the ticket. Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence. He's in. Bye week seven is completely given up for me. Tariq Cohen, Jamal Williams, Michael Gallup, and Daryl Henderson finished off the 10th and 11th round it's back to me and i'm gonna take an up i'm gonna okay i've got two trains of thought here rob okay i either take justin fields for an upside play thinking that he gets the job fairly early even though they've just come out and said andy dalton is the starter mm-hmm. which i'm not a huge fan of coming out and saying do i go safe with Derek carr Or do I go all out, win this thing now and take Deshaun Watson? Now, my play here, I'm I'm upside all the way now. Week seven is is up in the air. I'm thinking about going Justin Fields here as a huge upside play and hoping Deshaun Watson gets back to me. What do you reckon on that? Yeah, I think think you're in in for a good idea there. Um, I think Fields, quite a few people have projected Fields to play eight or nine games. So if, say, for example, he does start in week eight then you know you, you've got until after the bye week and then you've got both of them you've got Lawrence and Fields who can come in and do a job yeah okay Justin Fields is in my, my oh, this is a pure rookie team here what am I doing I like it though Jonu Smith went at 11-4 Philip Lindsay at 11-5 Antonio Brown at 11-6. Then Mike Williams, Jameson Crowder and Rashad Penny up to the 11-9. Rob is on the clock. What are you thinking here, Rob? Right. So uh, second in the list on the wide receivers at the moment is Marvin Jones. Steel. Um, <clears throat> he is, I think he's going to be a really good player for this team. I know they've got Chenault, they've got Chark. Marvin Jones is just one of those consistent players who no one ever thinks about you know you never didn't think of him at Detroit because there were other players who, who took uh more of a, a visual role over him but Marvin Jones it was just he just got things done and you know he had, he put some really good scores and uh he may be on the same bye week as Chase Claypool but I think with other wide receivers that I'll take later on I'm I'm more than happy to lock in Marvin Jones here I think it's a great play I was secretly hoping he'd slide back to me for a sort of Trevor Lawrence stack week Oh, Madison's gone. My handcuff is gone. But it's fine. Handcuffs don't matter initially, really. Gronk went at 11-11. Jalen Waddle at 11-12. Then Hunter Henry at 12-1. Alexander Madison at 12-2. Rob, you're back on the clock. There is four rounds to go. What? Right. Now, we do have kickers and defense in this league. 
if you were drafting this as a real league at this point in the draft, would you be thinking defense and kicker or are you happy to punt the position completely and pick up who's available later on towards the season? I'm definitely happy to leave it until until afterwards. Like There, there are other, other players here who I think offer a bit more than defensive uh, units and kickers. Um, that can be something that can be decided afterwards when, when I finally look at my roster and decide who I need to drop. Agreed. It's it's a really good strategy to have Rush Nation. If you if you are new to fantasy football or haven't considered doing this, perhaps not drafting a kicker is a hundred percent definite because you can stream those bad boys. Defenses, if loads of them start to go early and you definitely want to get one that you know is medium serviceable, last two rounds, nothing more. But if you can get away with not drafting either and stacking your bench with talent, wait until week one before you can drop players for that defense or kicker. That's absolutely the best way to go about it. Rob's back on the clock. Where, where are we going with this, Rob? I'm, I'm quickly going to jump it because I've got 20 seconds left. And uh, again, this, this is a bit of upside here because I'm hoping that, that here's the player he was under last season is going to have a bit of a fade. I'm taking Mr. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Rob's gone double tight end. Interesting, interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. Another quarterback hasn't gone. I'm going to be punching the upside play here. But before we get to my pick at the 12-10, Austin Hooper went after Cole Komet. Then Darnell Mooney at 12-5. James White, the forgotten man in New England, went at 12-6. Michael Pittman at 12-7. Evan Ingram at 12-8. And then JD McKissick at 12-9. I'm on the clock at 12-10. Looking down the list here, there isn't really anyone at wide receiver I think is screaming value right now. Running backs same sort of thing there isn't anybody who i'm thinking you know this guy is a starter really or who could even step in and cause cause a problem it's going to be quarterback i think i don't know what do i do rob help me out um so for me there isn't i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm going for upside play i've got to do it because I feel like at this point, if Deshaun Watson does play, I know he could still hold out even if he's not exempt. He's only by week 10. That sort of helps with my by week 7 issues. There are other quarterbacks there, but I don't think any of them have got the upside of Deshaun Watson. Just checking though that Justin Fields, is he by week 10? I don't think so. Justin Fields on my list is by week 10. <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm doing it in if you want him. Deshaun Watson, it. he's in, he's by week 10. If there's another quarterback I can snag in the last couple of rounds, even if it's a Jared Goff or a Sam Donald, I'm happy with that to, um, to where I get to. Right, mm-hmm. I'm back on the clock. Jalen Ragel went 12-11, 12-12, Tevin Coleman. 13-1 was T.Y. Hilton. I think that could be an absolute steal. And then 13-2 was Darius Slayton. Looking across the list here, Rob, Blake Jarwin is the top player available. Then you've got Aguilar, Ruggs, Cole Beasley, Zach, Zach Ertz. Now that could be a steal, but you don't really want to start two tight ends. There isn't anybody to me here screaming out value, and I've got... I've, I've got a... I mean, Nicole Hardman's there. Is there anybody I'm sneaky hoping get back to me? I think it's probably a quarterback at this point. Looking down the list, it's by week eight. Rashad Bateman's there and he's got all the 
possibility to be the wide receiver one on that Baltimore Ravens team. Now, I know volume might be a bit of an issue, but if he gets some of the red zone targets for Mark Andrews and becomes the wide receiver one on the outside and Hollywood Brown starts to fade into insignificance as a wide receiver two or the third target on that team, I'm not disappointed with that. So I'm going to plug in another rookie on my absolutely 2021 stack rookie team. I'm going Rashad Bateman. I love it. Love it. Do it. It's in. Do what you feel is right. And I feel like that feels right. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Let's hope this rookie year is pretty good. So after Bateman, Henry Ruggs went at 13-4. Then Baker Mayfield went at 13-5. Zach Ertz at 13-6. Cole Beasley, who may not be playing football this year, Rush Nation at 13-7. Nelson Aguilar at 13-8, Rob. How do you feel about him this year? What, what are you thinking with that New England offence? Uh, tricky. Um, I think it's all, all about what, what Matt Jones can bring to the team here. And if Matt Jones can throw the ball downfield when he gets the chance to do so, I think Aguilar will benefit from that because we watched a lot of plays um, in Vegas last year where Aguilar was just getting hit with those deep balls and taking it to the house and it actually really helped Vegas out in some really big, big scoring games. So if, yeah, if they can use him, then that that's really going to help move the offense more rather than having to rely on, you know, scrambles and the run game. Absolutely. Rob, you're back on the clock at 13, 10. Ooh, now there's a player here. He's, I feel like we have talked about John Brown in the past, uh, being that the deep threat, you know, he's, uh, Something very similar to Aguilar is that he offers something a little bit different. Um, he has a bye week eight, though. Um, bye so weeks don't good. matter. Come on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> they do for me. That's that's kind no. of my uh, my draft strategy. It's what they, I like they, to do. They should. Mm. So I'm I'm looking a bit further down the list here, though, and I get, this is a player that a lot of people have raved about in practices, taking the places of more established players. I'm going to be taking Elijah Moore. Love that pick. Absolutely love it. So Elijah Moore, another rookie at 13-10. Then Gio Bernard at 13-11. Sterling Shepard at 13-12. Smokey John Brown at 14-1. And then Marlon Mack at 14-2. Rob is back on the clock. So there there you go. That's uh, John Brown gone. So that was a good option there. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the wide receivers for these ones. I'm just looking down the list here. There's Brashad Perryman, who many people might be considering as Detroit's wide receiver one. Others don't, but there's definitely people out there who do. Um, but four places above him is Christian Kirk, who who seems to be a, a bit moving. He's getting moved out a little bit compared to some of the players who've been brought in. Um, looking a bit further down the list, there is another Las Vegas uh, wide receiver who... Uh, I think he's going to have a much better year than last year. I don't think you can have a much worse year than he did last year. Um, I'm, I'm going to put in Brian Edwards as a huge ceiling play. Massive fan of that. Big fan of that. He's getting some hype recently as well. Uh, mm. Christian Kirk, a player you mentioned who was sliding, Rob went the pick after at 14-4. Denzel Mims then went at 14-5. Miko Hardman went at the 14-6, followed by Blake Jarwin, Paris Campbell, and uh, Adam Lazard. Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. I could, all I could think of was Alan, uh, Adam, and I knew it wasn't that. Apologies. Alan Lazard went at 14-9. I'm back on the clock. Now, Russell Gage is here, and I know he's probably only a wide receiver 3-4, but 
with with the possible Calvin Ridley injury slowing him down slightly, you know, Julio is is Russell Gage. Oh man, yeah, I like Russell Gage here. Yes, do it. Do it. <laughs> I like Russell Gage as well. There isn't a running back that at all the only player I'd be interested in here at all and he's a long way down this list, is Ramonde Stevenson. But going by this list, he's pretty much undraftable right now, and he is a rookie. So I'm going to take a wide receiver with some experience in Russell Gage. This is not a team built on experience, Trust Nation. He's by week six, so that helps me in by week seven. And I'm really hoping Rondell Moore, another rookie, falls back to me in four picks time. So Russell Gage is in. Oh, Jared Cook went, then Hayden Hurst, then Justin Tucker and Harrison, Harrison Butker. I'm back on the clock. Rondell Moore is still there. I'm going to punch his ticket. I want to talk about the kickers here, Rush Nation. We mentioned not taking one because of the draft capital and value you can save with players still available. They are the two best kickers in the league, probably, Rob. If you're going to take one of two kickers, you're probably taking either of those. Am I right? Yes, I would say so. But uh, I wanted Rondell Moore to fall back to me, and he has because people have taken kickers. So I'm taking what I perceive as value here, and I'm taking Rondell Moore at the 15-3 with two rounds from the end, Rob. It's coming over to you. So Rondell Rondell Moore was punched. Another kicker goes, another kicker goes, another kicker goes, another kicker goes. I feel like Sleeper are just filling the positions because they have to which suits us down to the ground, Rob. You're on the clock and you've got everybody who isn't a kicker. Yeah. Um, and I feel as though we're going to start seeing defences appear in this last round as well. Um, but again, that's something that we can leave to the computer teams. Um, plenty of of value here. Just looking looking down the list here, we've got Amon Rasen Brown, who a lot of people fancy to, to challenge for the Detroit wide receiver one position. We've got Terrace Marshall as well, who think... Um, we all think we'll take Curtis Samuel's targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrell Williams is a bit further down as well. And I, I believe he is actually a good shout here to, to see some uh, big targets in Detroit as well because he, he was used very well in his previous teams. He's got a, a nice connection here with Anthony Lynn as well, who has used him at the Chargers. I am, however, going to take another rookie. And it's a, a player who... Uh, a lot of people fancy uh, in in Green Bay if they can have the Rogers to Rogers connection. I'm locking in Amari Rogers. There's that Clemson Tiger that's hugely undervalued right now. Amari Rogers, that is a great pick, Rob. A couple of kickers, you called it, and then a couple of defenses gone. Interestingly, the Tennessee Titans were the first defense off the board, followed by the LA Rams. Not sure how I feel about that, but. We're not going to talk kickers of DST. Rob, you're back on the clock. What are you thinking here? So, I kind of screwed up the first two rounds <laughs> by picking two quarterbacks who are on the same bye week. You know, that Josh Allen was there. I could have taken oh, him. No, don't do it, Rob. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it, Stocks. Gosh. The guy at the top of the list no. is, <laughs> is the, the guy who I don't think I've got anyone on the same bye week because I love my bye weeks. Oh. Uh, I am taking Carson Wentz Damn it. as my 16-3. Damn it. 
Oh, I can't believe it. I was really hoping Carson Wentz would fall to me because I don't want to draft four quarterbacks in 16 rounds. I don't want a quarter of my draft to be quarterbacks. But with my massive upside play of Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson, if Fields doesn't take to the field quickly, if Deshaun Watson does indeed hold out or is put on the commissioner's exempt list, I have one quarterback. Therefore, I need to draft another one here. And you know what, Rob? I'm going to draft Trey Lance. I'm going upside. I think he starts instantly, if not week two. I was looking at the list. Daniel Jones is there. He's definitely starting. Two is there. But is he proven? Sorry, Lee. I know most think he is. I like to think he is. But you can't ignore the last season. Big Ben's there, but he's a spent force. And he's also by week seven. And that would not put me in any decent position. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Is he going to be the starter? Sam Darnold, but... Is he is is that an upside play? And I think for me here, I'm pulling the trigger on Trey Lance and thinking if one of these three rookies hits and Deshaun Watson does play football, my quarterbacks are suddenly looking very, very sexy indeed. Mm-hmm. So Trey Lance is going to round out my team at 16-10. Two picks left, Rush Nation, the Dolphins and the Broncos. We could convert this to a league, Rob, and see what happens. I could make it best ball and... How do you th- how how do you think your your team went, Rob? After you said you made a mistake in the first two rounds, I don't think you did. I think what happened is this wasn't your standard superflex league, and you played it right by Mahomes being there at ten. That was definitely the pick. You you didn't necessarily have to go Kyler Murray, but I think you you snaffled up the quarterback position really early in getting Mahomes and Murray, and nobody else picked a quarterback. I I, I just think. There could have been a run in the second round there that you would have been ahead of. And in all realisticness, that's not a word, in reality, there would have been other quarterbacks taken before Josh Allen at the 4-6. So you think you made a mistake, but that's based on this draft board and it being an unusual super flex league. Other than that, how do you think you you read out your team and, and how do you think it fared? Uh, I, I, I feel as though it went fairly well. I've got some... Uh, really established players, players who are going to be you know, the lead uh, in their position on the team uh, or contending to be the lead position um, in the team. And then further down, I've got some really good upside, in my opinion. And um, certainly players like Gus Edwards, who has been an integral part of that Baltimore rushing attack anyway. Um, he's definitely going to put up some good numbers if the other players don't. Um, he's definitely going to be a good, a good fill-in whenever that comes around. Um, and then, yeah, some of, some of the upside players like you're on Elijah Moore, Brian Edwards, Amari Rogers, they're the ones who I am hoping are going to be pushing other players uh, for places in the team and getting some big, big, by week, big weeks in. Yeah. Do you think, I know this was an unusual super flex draft. Do you think the quarterback early thing paid off? It, it, not necessarily in this one, but do you think if if you started your first two rounds with Mahomes and Murray as you did there, would you be happy with that? In- yes, I think I would be. Um, a lot of the the drafts that have been in superflex positions, so for example in best ball, I, I do like to try and take um, two or three quarterbacks in the first five rounds, and if it means that other players start to panic and have their uh, strategies change because the quarterbacks are going, then that can kind of give me the control of the board so I can I can choose what players I'm taking next. So 
if I've got those three quarter backs, I can kind of relax in that area and then I can start to take some of the better players and positions. Absolutely. So my team is basically ride or die. It's it's hoping that the upside plays all, not all hit, but hit consistently enough for me to win weeks. I started off real strong with Dalvin Cook and Travis Kelsey in the first two rounds. I mean, that's to get Travis Kelsey at the 210 with only two quarterbacks going is absolute value for me. And I couldn't not take that pick. I, I'm a bit concerned that Deontay Johnson may be a bit of a hype train as my wide receiver too. And then having both Broncos in Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams, that could be troublesome. But then my team is built on huge upside. And the fact that I can start Trevor Lawrence and I'm pretty sure either Deshaun Watson or Trey Lance in my Superflex week one is 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 fairly safe, I think. And then the fact that Justin Fields could come in uh, and cover that week seven bye because... No, week seven isn't terrible for me at quarterback, but I think week 10 I'll have, by then I'll have Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. So week seven, 10 isn't terrible for me at quarterback. I got, I got lucky with Deshaun Watson feeling as falling as far as the 12th round. And then Bateman, Russell Gage, Rondell Moore, Trey Sermon, Devonta Smith, they're all rookies and they're all huge upside plays. And this team is built on upside, but I'm fairly happy with how my late round quarterback went. But then... As we said, Rob, this isn't a standard Superflex league. You know, quarterbacks of that calibre aren't available in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. So perhaps this was a bit of a moody draft. But considering we went in with a preconceived plan of you're going early, I was going later, see how the see how the whole thing ends up. I think what, what I might do, Rob, Rush Nation, is I might convert this to a league, do best ball, just so we can keep a tab on it and see maybe come the off season we can come back to it Rob and we can we can have a look to see what did happen with you going quarterback early regardless of nobody else going quarterback early and with me going quarterback late and there being a bit of value there because there are there will be super flex leagues a little bit like this where people you know perhaps don't know it's a super flex or are prepared to wait a little bit longer which isn't necessarily the right move when you're playing with sharks but there might be Superflex leagues that look a little bit like this. So I think it would be interesting to see come the end of the season how our teams fared when we only drafted 16 players and no defence or with, you know, when we're not going to be who's won the league here because neither of us have a defence or a kicker, which is points against us already. But it'd be interesting to see how both teams go throughout the course of the season based on the strategies we chose. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be um, certainly... Uh, when it comes to like these late positions as well, there are there's going to be a week where those teams don't have a kicker or don't have a defence as well. So we actually do have a bit of an advantage when it comes to those weeks. Yeah. So I'll tell you what we do, Rush Nation. Rob and I will put together our best starting team and then we'll we'll put it out as a little poll, see who's, who's you prefer, see what we can get going conversation-wise, see if you think that strategies were either right or wrong let's get some fantasy football talk going once again rush nation if you haven't got your 2021 fantasy football playbook if you want a pdf version if you're reading on the train or on the plane although you can read a book on the plane so the paperback is definitely a better option there and if you're on a plane let me know where you're going because you're one of the select few right now but if you do want a pdf version head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk select the pdf version in the shop 
get yourself a copy of that. Or if you are on a plane and want to read a paperback, not necessarily, it isn't locked into plane use only. If you do want a paperback version, head over to Amazon, type in 2021 Fantasy Football Playbook, get yourself a copy over there. We've had some great feedback so far. So if you have bought it, massively, massively appreciate your. If you have bought it on Amazon, if you could leave us a review on Amazon, we would hugely appreciate that. Rob, thank you so much for jumping on, buddy. Where can people find you? Where are you available for communications? Uh, I'm on at Five Yard Rob, and we've we've already had some people who have reached out to me um, after the projections podcast as well, um, asking about projections there. So, been really happy to help out with people putting together their first projections for 2021. That's good. That's good. People reaching out is what we are after Rush Nation. Again, don't forget also to head over to our pinned tweet or the Just Giving page show notes. The link is in the show notes below. Keep scrolling down until you see it. You can win a Dynasty roster breakdown, a one-hour Dynasty Zoom session with Rich talking through your roster, off-season strategies and potential trades in your league. You can win a limited, unique T-shirt based on the Five Yard Rush logo. There are six spots available in the unique scoring best ball league, and there will be some sort of prize for the winner of that. Probably, I'm thinking a jumper because it's going to be winter time, but there will definitely be some sort of clothing prize. That's going to be a top secret squirrel until I've decided what. And then there is a copy of the playbook in its paperback form. All you have to do is donate £3.12 or a divisible donation to that. Every donation of £3.12 gets you an entry into the competition and it closes on the 5th of July with winners announced that week. Rob, thank you so much for jumping on with this mock draft. I'm fairly happy with how my team went. I imagine Rush Nation will say the same. I've won this one hands down. But listen, buddy, thanks very much for coming on. Appreciate your time. Speak real soon. Rush Nation, enjoy the Euros if you're watching. Stay safe. And as always, don't forget, keep rushing. to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.